Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times when Socket Call. Happy to once again be joined by my co-pilot, sports editor of The Independent, Will Gagan. Uh, Will, as we dive into the games uh, this week, one theme kind of stands out, and that's kind of stepping up a weight class. A couple of Division II teams, you know, playing the, you know, the crust, the upper level, whatever you want to call it, from Division I, uh, namely North Kingstown hosting St. Rayfield and Central hosting uh, Winsocket. Yeah, you know, St. Ray's and, and Winsocket, I think, both have uh, legitimate hopes of competing, contending in Division II. Uh, it's a good test for them. It, th- this is sort of one of the one of the interesting elements of uh, the new landscape. Is these D one teams like NK and Central? Um, they're they're looking for games and they're going to play some non league games against like St. Ray's against these types of teams. Good opportunity for for both. You know, NK and Central. I think will face good physical teams. Uh, you know, when Socket is is as physical as a D one team because they basically are a D one team and. St. Ray's, obviously, I don't, I don't know if NK is going to see anybody the caliber of Moses Muse all year. Uh, so it should be good games all around, good tests for those teams when Saka and St. Ray's to sort of see where they stack up. Yeah, and, you know, you can't play LaSalle and Hendrickson every week if you're Central or uh, North Kingston. Nor really do you have the luxury of kind of scheduling out-of-state games, which LaSalle and Hendrickson have done throughout. So I guess if you're going to test yourself, why not test it against two of the better teams in Division Two and – you know, just to set the table, Winsocket will be at Conley Stadium, take on Central at 6 p.m. on Friday. And I believe, Will, is that a 6 o'clock game for – no, 7 o'clock game for NK, uh, St. Rayfield coming down. Yep, 7 o'clock game for NK and St. Ray's. That's uh, it's an interesting one, too, based on what happened last year. Uh, earlier, early in the season, uh, St. Ray's beat NK in a non-league game. And Kay obviously went on to, to play really well and, and win the, the second-tier D1 Super Bowl. Uh, but I think they still remember that game, and they look back at that one and so, say, you know, they, they got us last time, and, and they'd certainly like to change turn the tables uh, in the rematch. Yeah, though, both St. Rayfield and Winsocket coming off wins. Uh, Winsocket beating Shea at home at Barry Field in their home opener, and St. Rayfield kind of uh, – they were able to bounce back, you know, losing to East Province the previous week, uh, beating Cranston West, and – shutting them out at Paris Field, So they're riding high and uh, they're both going on the road this week to see where they stack up against, uh, you know, two of the four uh, teams in division one, but there are other games going on. Well, uh, one you will be at on Friday night involves uh, Narragansett taking on West Warwick. One of the better, well, should be one of the better matchups in D3 this weekend. Yeah. You know, Narragansett is, is winless at this point, which is pretty shocking given you know, their success the last two years, but They've been banged up, They've and they played some really good teams. Obviously, South Kingstown, a, a D, D2 team in, in the first week of the season. Played Moses Brown, who's looking like a real contender in D3, and then played Mount Hope, who uh, I, I think has a chance to be pretty good as well. The Mariners are well, without Makai Wilson, their star running back last week. Hoping They're hoping to have him back this week. Uh, but either way, it's a tough challenge against West Warwick, who has been super impressive so far. They had the win over Cranston West early in the season. Uh, and they've just kind of kept it rolling, looking like potentially the the class of Division Three at this point. And two other games jump out at me on Friday. Uh, East Providence, uh, they'll go to Cranston West for homecoming. And Coventry taking on Middletown in a D3 game. Middletown, you know, one week, uh, you know, they look like world beaters, uh, kind of taking apart classical last year's D2 champs. And then they go on the road don't, like last week at uh, Tolman. Don't even score a point. So, you know, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde uh, unit in uh, – the Islanders, they'll be uh, hosting Coventry. And 
Cranston West, East Providence. Uh, East Providence uh, kind of was putting their place a little bit last week by uh, Cumberland. And like we mentioned, Cranston West, uh, they're looking to rebound after getting shut out by, uh, by St. Raphael. Yeah, and those are two teams who have been, you know, historically good in Division One, and I think uh, hoping to be pretty solid in, in D2 now. But like you said, uh, coming off some tough losses, they, uh, they know that they've got a little bit of work to do after last week. And also uh, other games of note on Friday, uh, Charahoe, they will be at Tollgate. That game will be at Pilgrim High School. And another game that you know I should uh, look to talk about that affects the uh, Times Call area, Tolman taking on Lincoln. I think Lincoln, when you, if you have to talk about surprises in the state, will you know they have to rank up there as maybe the best. You know they're three and zero. They're two and zero in Division Three. They've won convincingly each week with a a wing T offense that offers a lot of different looks in terms of running backs. They'll be taking on a Tolman team that is kind of been stingy, you know, defensively. You know, we mentioned that they shut out uh, Middletown last week and held. Uh, they only lost by a field goal the previous week to Charo after falling up behind by a couple touchdowns. So it's kind of a, a classic offense versus defense game uh, on a Friday night at Ferguson Field. Wing T, huh? Wing T. I love it. It's so funny. Like Rhode Island High School football 15 years ago, everybody ran the wing T. Now everyone's throwing the ball around and Lincoln's like, look, we got a bunch of running backs. We can, uh, we can just roll up yardage. Uh, I like it. It's, uh, you know, I'm sure that that's a, that will definitely be a marquee game on Friday and should also highlight that East Greenwich, you know, kind of a program that's been struggling. I think you saw them last week well against uh, the aforementioned uh, NK Skippers. They'll uh, be hosting Mount Pleasant. I mean, if you had to do a, a like an RPI or to rank their schedules, East Greenwich, they, they've had some serious challenges to start the year. Yeah, I mean, their first three games, they had uh, Cumberland Central and North Kingstown, who are three of the top five in the Rhode Island High School uh, Sports Media Poll. Uh, so, yeah, they've been really, really tested. And Mount Pleasant, I mean, I think they should be pretty good, too. East Greenwich has some guys, but, but they're young and uh, kind of still looking to find their way. Yeah, and uh, as we uh, kind of like maybe turn the page a little bit to Saturday and the game that probably uh, – for the weekend in the Times Call area will be Cumberland. They'll be hosting Burville. This game was supposed to be on Friday night, was moved because there's a shortage of officials. I still didn't get a good answer, Will, in terms of why this particular game was moved. But I know this, it could not be played on Thursday night because Cumberland played on Saturday against East Providence. It'll be that one, two teams with lights having to play during the day. And you need five days off between games Hence, that rubbed out the possibility of Friday nights. But, you know, for the Clippers, they've been rolling. Uh, you know, Patrick and serve anchoring the defense. Uh, a lot of exciting weapons for Josh Lehman offense, uh, taking on a Burville team that is kind of ushering the new group in, in terms after having, a, you know, a solid core in the last few years. And so far, it's been some growing pains for that uh, young Burville team. Yeah, I mean, Burville's been so good over the past few years. Uh, I would expect them to, you know, still be really competitive even if it is a little bit of a, a rebuilding kind of year. Cumberland, it's another chance for them to sort of assert themselves. I mean, at this point, they are their fifth in the in the um, football poll, which puts them at the top of that Division II group, uh, just ahead of Lynn Socket right now. And that went over East Providence. I mean, 31-7 to 7 was, was pretty emphatic. 
Uh, and, and the way East Providence had been playing, I think that, that gave Cumberland a leg up, maybe the inside track at you know, being the top team in D2. But long way to go. We'll see. Long way to go. Um, you know, you have Saturday football also including uh, the uh, EWG Proud Co-op team uh, heading on the road to take on North Providence. You have Central Falls BVP heading to Smithfield, a matchup of two uh, teams in Division Four who have uh, serious playoff aspirations. And at 6 o'clock, Davies Tech, uh, they, they're back in action after having a bye last week, uh, taking on Situate. Uh, Davies, uh, you know, potentially one of the best teams in D4, and we'll see if they can keep it going against Situate. We'll also we'll wrap this up this week by uh, turning our attention to the the Governor's Cup taking place on Saturday night. Well, you will be there. I was up at the State House on Thursday for the uh, press conference. Um, I guess, you know, everyone talks usually about what rivalries within the state. You talk about PCURI basketball. But, you know, just listening to James Perry, the Brown head coach, and Jim Fleming, the URI boss today, you know, there's a lot of significance uh, between this game and not just because there's a trophy that's handed out to the winner at the end. Yeah, you know, I think it's like there isn't the animosity um, between the fan bases that, that you see with PCURI, that you see with a lot of college rivalries, but it is a rivalry that is very historic. Like they've met 106 times. Like we're talking like early 1900s, uh, this series started. So for as long as college football has been played in Rhode Island, these two teams basically have been playing each other. So that, that's just a pretty cool element. Um, and I think this year's game has a potential to be good. You know, last few years, there have been some good ones. I know there was a blowout in, in like 2018. Um, but I think URI, you know, has, has the leg up now. That, that It used to be that Brown had the leg up for a long time. URI has, has surpassed them now. I think they're sort of, they've sort of headed in opposite directions, potentially moving in, in more similar directions now. I think Brown has showed itself well this year, beat Bryant, had a good game with Harvard, and URI obviously has the high hopes, but has dropped two in a row. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, 6 o'clock at Mead Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think, Will, for both of these teams, it'll be interesting to see how they use this game as a springboard going forward. Uh, you mentioned uh, Brown already has one Ivy League game under its belt, and, and we know what happened against uh, Delaware concerning the Rams. You know, I think this game has the potential to kind of set the table and maybe charter a course for where these teams head up, you know, over the course of the next month plus. Yeah, I mean, for you or I, a, a team with playoff hopes, you don't, you know, you, you didn't necessarily think you'd, you'd lose two in a row uh, this early in the season. So to be able to get back on track against Brown would, would be big. And I, I think you're right. That would kind of set them up because uh, the rest of the season is all conference play. Well, that should do it for this latest episode, Ocean State Sidelines. Uh, you know, if you have the opportunity, get out, enjoy the games. Uh, I believe it should be a pretty good Friday night for football. Uh, they were talking about rain a little bit Saturday, Will, for the Governor's Cup. I don't know if that's true. I don't know uh, what Doppler radar system that each uh, school uses, but hopefully uh, it's dried up because it is going to be the first night game of the season at Mead Stadium. That's true, yeah. I think, uh, I think it's got the potential to have a big crowd, so hopefully the weather cooperates. In the meantime, everyone take care. We'll be back with a fresh episode soon. Thanks, everyone.